Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Housing for the Aged Action Group's fortnightly show, Raise the Roof. My name is Fiona and I am all alone today because Shane is unwell. But we have a very special episode today. It is uh, to coincide with the annual Midsummer Festival, which is a festival that takes place every year in Victoria and it is to bring lots of diverse older or diverse LGBTIQA plus performers and artists and communities together. And our particular interest in this is um, to, I guess, raise awareness of the particular issues for older LGBTIQA plus people. So um, we were at Midsummer Carnival on Sunday and we had a stall. And that was mainly staffed by our lovely volunteers from our working group, which we've had running for quite a number of years now. And the working group members um, were really keen to talk about, I guess, what it means for them to have safe and secure housing. So they're quite a diverse bunch of people. They come from um, a range of different backgrounds and um, different parts of the rainbow as well. And also they are in lots of different housing circumstances. So over the last few months, we've been working with the LGBTIQA plus working group around recording some of the things about, I guess, what home means to them, um, what the housing crisis means for them as older people, particularly older queer people. And um, we're going to hear some recordings of that um, and you'll be able to hopefully see a video of this soon too. But we wanted to get this out to you today. So we're going to start off today by hearing the voices of a number of our working group members. And then we will be going on to an interview with one of our committee of management members, Andrew Rogers, who also happens to be a worker at VALS Aging and Aged Care. But first of all, I'd like to introduce you to the lovely members of our working group. So you'll be hearing from seven people today. And first of all, it will be Rosemary and Robert, Margaret, Ricky, Chuping, Gary and Georgie. And like I said, lots of them um, have diverse experiences of housing. Some have experienced homelessness and they'll be talking about what it felt like when they were in insecure housing, but also what home means to them. Home means to me a place of calmness, a place of safety, and a place of belonging. If you are in fear of losing your house, losing your home, or anything else, you have none of that. And if you don't have that security around your house, you don't have security in your life, and you don't have security in your work, or your social being. The ideal setting for me would be LBGTQIA plus community that is trans intergenerational so that there's acceptance, there's acknowledgement and there's community. The current housing price crisis in relation to social housing 
is not something that's only just happened. It's something that governments for the last decades have ignored. Home is like for everyone. It's where we feel the safest. It's where we have, um, where we can spend time and, and be at peace. If you don't have that, your whole life is in chaos. And so that is the most important thing for people in, in life. It's my place. It's my space. It's a place to be proud of. It's a place to have all your books or do your indoor gardening or have your family and friends over. It's a place where you can just know that it's a backdrop in your life, that you've got, you've got an anchor because housing is a human right. It's the place that I know I'm safe. It's the place I know I'm secure and uh, I'll be here tomorrow. Being over, you know, 50, having limited mobility and accessibility, I need somewhere where I can live out the rest of my life and with my pets, which are my only family. I just want some sense of dignity where I can just call somewhere home, where I won't be abused by the neighbours or I can access my health services close by and just, just be someone in a community having a place and space to call my home. The crisis is not just about a space and a place. It's actually a living thing that impacts all of us. For someone like myself who's transgender with a disability, who's living in unsecure private rental accommodation, I'm fearing from day to day when my rent will go up by $200. I'm living in the cheapest house in the western suburbs in, in Victoria. And I just want all politicians, you are in a privileged position where you can make change that will help people like me and other older people. All we want is just somewhere to call home. All I want you to do is just please listen to us, hear our stories, and please think about what it would be like if you weren't able to, for whatever reason, not be able to afford having your own home and you had to be reliant on services, whether it be private or public or social housing. People over 55 on a fixed income of a Centrelink benefit like, you know, age pension, disability, or even job seeker, their ability to actually afford and enter into the private sector or maintain themselves in the private rental sector has been decreasing over time. They have no concept of what people are going through, what the, the um, rent increases are doing, what people having to move is causing these people such hardship that they they probably have no concept of it. I'm in private rental uh, against my will because I had no other choice but to take private rental. I try to get alternative housing, um, public housing. I applied for everything. I spent three months uh, buried in with services, people trying to uh, help me find, uh, get affordable housing uh, to the point where I was going to be homeless within 24 hours of accessing all the services that I could 
and again being uh, quite a well-versed person with my advocacy work and very assertive uh, and outspoken I found it quite difficult to find uh, to yeah to have um, alternative affordable housing and so Obviously, there's systemic issues. The system just doesn't work for people like myself with a low income. Uh, and so I'm exceeding my uh, financial budget by having to pay private rent. So, yeah, which is quite depressing because then it turns into mental health issues of trying to sustain a basic lifestyle that doesn't really exist. So, yeah, which also brings on more mental health issues, depression, anxiety, uh, and again, being discriminated um, as a trans, intersex, non-binary woman going into public services that generally don't cater for uh, my community the LGBTI community. Um, so again, we're just left sidelined by the system and government as well. In their position in Canberra, too often they're detached from what is really happening. And uh, a one-page staffer's dot point does not convey what really happens. It's just another statistic for them to point at. I think it's really important in this day and age that, um, especially for older people like myself, um, that we get hurt. For instance, if I hadn't had an organisation such as HANEC supporting me through it, helping me with uh, making the arrangement before moving, I wouldn't have been bothered because the stress of doing anything like that at any age, let alone close to 70, would be major. I would have, if I went through the normal system, it wouldn't have worked. It was a bit scary at first. I had to look at it, make a decision suddenly, and I was moving within eight days. But life is about change, and this has made it possible. So if other older people like myself are open to this change, maybe we could solve that problem even sooner. These specific organisations like HAG cater for the older people. Some, I've heard some young people boohar us because we're not actually working and paying taxes anymore, but we've done our bit. And to be respected and looked after is fantastic because a lot of organisations are always trying to cater for the future generation, the mm. youth. And this is amazing to come across uh, an organisation that caters for us old semi-has-beens that still got a life, lot of life in us. You're listening to 3CR. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to 3CR. 3CR Community Radio. 3CR Community Radio. 3CR. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 on the AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au and in Melbourne on 3CR Digitally. Don't lie. I can't wait to 
there's kind of a lot of a lot of things that are coming up to the fore at the moment as well, particularly in terms of the way that we imagine, for example, essential work and also sort of essential community life or essential caregiving um, and how those how those function. If we think about sort of the way that queer family often takes very, very sort of different forms and very, you know, important and meaningful forms that often don't match the picture of normative, heteronormative family life, but how so many of the of the affordances or the restrictions or the kind of the, the government governmental sort of imagining of the way that we should live and what we need to live and what we need to survive really is shaped around heteronormativity. You know, it's around the family life in the suburb, as opposed to many, you know, single individuals who have shared queer family, both sexual and community connections that sustain them and that kind of give them give them life and give them give them sort of energy and comfort and safety and security and support. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Raise the Roof, HAG's show about older people's housing issues. You just heard from the members of HAG's LGBTIQA plus working group. And now we're going to go into an interview that I recorded just before with Andrew Rogers, a member of our Committee of Management and also a member of Vales Ageing and Aged Care. Okay, so um, I'm joined today by Andrew Rogers. How are you going, Andrew? I'm well, thanks, Fiona. Lovely to be able to chat with you. Yeah, nice to have you back on the show. So um, for listeners that might not have heard our last interview, would you be able to tell us a little bit about um, your involvement with HAG? Well, last time we spoke, we were talking about the LGBTIQ housing project for older people that HAG is running. And that's how I originally became involved with HAG. And then, uh, what, three years ago now, I joined the Committee of Management Mm. as a regular member, and I've been on the COM ever since, and I play a part in in, the COM's management of the finances and contribute that way. Mm. And I suppose in some ways, you know, bring an older gay man's perspective to how we do things. Yeah, it's part of our commitment to diversity. It's really great to have you on the com. Um, so would you be able to tell us a little bit about your work with VALS as well and maybe what VALS is? Okay, well, um, my daytime role is uh, I work casually for VALS LGBTI Ageing and Aged Care, which is a program of Rainbow Health Australia, and that's based at uh, the Australian Research Centre in Sex, Health and Society, at La Trobe University, and that is a lot of words, I know. <laughs> um, but what our program is, is training and resources for service providers who work in providing ageing and aged care services, and that's both community um, aged care and no more, uh, and residential aged care. Um, we work with most areas, particularly those service providers who are providing home support and Commonwealth Home Support Program so um, services. Why do you think it's important for 
I guess, mainstream aged care providers, particularly people that are coming into an older person's home, to know specifically about the issues of older LGBTI people? Well, older LGBTI people have lived through a long period of discrimination, social vilification, formal discrimination by legislation that made it a crime, pathologisation by the medical um, establishment, if you like. So we have a history that makes us very protective of our homes because they were our one safe place when the rest of the world wasn't safe. Mm. So when somebody who's providing services in the home is having the door open to them, they need to understand that they have to understand the history Mm. so that they can understand what might be behind people's hesitation in getting services and then in perhaps being very wary of the person who comes into the home. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I guess um, we were both, HAG and VALS, as as sort of service providers, were both at the Midsummer Carnival on Sunday. Um, how how did you find that? What was what was it like for Val's um, running running your store at the at the site, Midsummer Festival? Well, it was busy. We were part of the Rainbow Health Australia stall, and you know, there's a lot of programs that Rainbow Health offer offer from ours, which is for older people, down to youth programs, the Rainbow Network. So we spent a lot of time talking to people and engaging with those who've never heard of things like Rainbow Health or Vows or, and I suspect it's the same on the Hag stall. Mm, yeah. You know, the people come along and they say, well, what's this about? And we have an opportunity to talk about. You don't have to be terrified of ageing and aged care services. There's work being done and it provides an opportunity to get a message out that older LGBTI people can be empowered in asking for what are their rights particularly around aged care or housing. Yeah, and I think from our perspective, running the stall the other day, there's a lot of misconceptions about aged care. Uh, People think it's nursing homes. They think it's, you know, really terrible nursing homes where your autonomy and your kind of, you know, decision-making will be taken off you. Did you find that that's what people were thinking when they heard the term aged care? Uh, Traditionally, we have. I didn't hear a lot of that on Sunday. Oh, that's good. Carnival. but we have heard a lot of that in the past, and both Pauline Cremary and I, who Pauline is the coordinator of ours, we've been working a lot on in spreading a message of empowerment. You know, older LGBTI people are included in the current Aged Care Act as a special needs group. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that service providers, anyone providing aged care services, whether it be residential care or whether it be care in the home, have to recognise the history and experience and the special needs that that creates. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have different mental health conditions. We have different ways of living. So many more of us live alone, which, you know, Hag's survey has shown. Yeah. So many older LGBTI people live alone and therefore more dependent on formal support. So we've been trying to spread a message, don't be terrified. You're in the Aged Care Act, that gives you rights and you can ask for 
quality services that recognise who you are. And on a personal level, how many how many midsummers have you been to in your lifetime? Do you think? <laughs> like, how many years have you been going to midsummer? Um, oh, I'm a naughty gay. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to all that many, really. Um, when they first started, I used to go a lot, and then I was living in the country. Yeah, and, and what's... so the journeying. The got travel, in the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you think has been the biggest change over time that you've noticed? Um, I noticed many, many, many more stalls. Uh, you know, to be there on Sunday, it was kind of like one of those supermarkets that you hear about. You know, in the travel stories of all these crowded stalls and lots of people and everybody selling their wares. Mm. You know, I remember. Way back in the day, there was hardly any of that sort of stuff. So people like us with Bowles and you with Hard, we weren't there in the early days. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed too is, and this really appeals to me because I have a connection with one of the clubs, was the sporting precinct, you know, which so many community organisations that offer up opportunities for people from community to participate in things. Yeah. And and we know, and we certainly know it in older age, that social isolation and disconnection from community is a really big challenge for people. Yeah, 100%. So does, yeah, loneliness. So does, yeah. So if, if they and it's not just the sporting clubs and so forth that were there, but there are so many organisations now that you can find book clubs and dance clubs and choirs and sporting clubs that give you something to connect with and do things with other people from community. And I think that's that's a magnificent change. Yeah, it certainly was obvious the other day how much more, I guess, acceptable it is in mainstream society Um even 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen as many people and as many stalls and certainly as not as many service providers, that's for sure. Oh, goodness, the, the amount of service providers that who would once have never known anything about our community to actually be there and saying, we are an inclusive organisation, find out what we can do for you. Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's a significant change and a... You know, in the sort of times we live in, Fiona, where there are constantly stories about opposition and anti-this and anti-that behaviour, to see those organisations there saying, we're actually going to stand with you and beside you, just creates so much safety for people. Yeah, it's refreshing. It is. Yeah. Um Changing tack a little bit, um, yeah. you are also a volunteer broadcaster at 3CR. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about your show, when it airs, what it's about, um, and, and what it's called? Oh, well, our award-winning show. Award Absolutely, show. I'd love to tell you about that. Um, our show is called Rainbows Don't Fade With Age. Uh, it's part of what we do at Bowles LGBTI Aging and Aged Care, so... You know, it's, it's a Val show, and 3CR have been wonderful in supporting us. We're on air every second Monday from 2 o'clock until 2.30, so only half an hour at the moment. But what we try and cover in that is things we hear about that might be of interest to older LGBTI people. 
We talk about the changes that are happening and the reforms happening with the recommendations from the Aged Care Royal Commission being implemented. We have information that we share and conversations and interviews, <coughs> excuse me, just so that people who are listening can get a much better understanding of what it means to be older and lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex or queer. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff around younger people in the media and there's a lot of media for younger members of the community. But what makes us distinct is we are Melbourne and possibly Australia's only show for older LGBTI people. Yeah. And, you know, am I allowed to boast? You are. I was just about to ask you, tell us about the award that you won. Well, we won um, at the 3CR Volunteer and Community Awards late last year. We won the award for Best New Show. Congratulations. That's fantastic news because you haven't been on the air that long. So that's a big honour. So well done. Yeah, well, we've been on, it'll be coming up to a year in March. Yep. um, Best news show of the year. um, And we're pretty proud of that. We were a bit taken aback, I must admit. We didn't (laughs) expect anything like it. And it was this gold microphone trophy. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I welcome think. to the 3CR family. So if listeners want to if listeners want to tune in, they can they hear it back on the website as well as, as live yeah, to air? Yeah, it is on the website. It's live to air. It's Every episode goes up on the website. And this year we're also going to move to podcasting. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great news. So, oh, we just think it's a, a really wonderful way of spreading the message that services are doing things for older LGBTI people, and we don't need to be terrified. Yeah, well, it's a really great message. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Andrew. Um, I'll leave it there, but no doubt we'll have you back again in the future. I always love to, and, you know, we keep having you on too. That'll be nice. Yeah, we can reciprocate for sure. All right. Okay, thanks heaps. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. My name is Todd Fernando. I'm the Victorian Commissioner for LGBTIQ plus communities and you're listening to 3CR. That's about all we have time for today on this fortnight's show of Raise the Roof. If you are an older person who is living in Victoria and you are in housing stress and you would like to get some advice or some assistance with dealing with that, you can call our Home at Last service on 1300 765 178. And if you're an older person, perhaps you're an older LGBTI person and you'd like to get involved in some of our advocacy to improve um, the state of housing for older people in Victoria and across the country, you can call our office line on 039-654-7389. And we do encourage people to get involved. We've got a couple of state elections coming up, which we'll be talking about in the coming year. And of course, we always have lots of fun and exciting things to do um, in terms of raising awareness of the issues for older people and housing. So I am going to finish with a song. Um, It's an appropriate song. It is a song called A Place Called Home by PJ Harvey. See you next time. One day I know we'll find a place of home. Just hold on to me. Just hold on to me.
one day there'll be a place for us I